Welcome to the five-week Making the Change Alcohol Workshop. My name's Cheryl and I'm a recovery worker for We Are With You in Lincoln and along with my colleague Ellie, we'll be taking you through the next five episodes and hopefully providing you with some support. Please remember though, if you feel you require more support, do not hesitate to contact us by going to www.wearewithyou.org.uk or pop into your local office for some advice. In our Lincoln office, we provide this workshop on a weekly basis and in more depth. And during these sessions, you can get support from like-minded people who are also on their recovery journey. Recovery is often made easier by accessing support from those around you that understand and are going through similar experiences so you realise you're not alone. In these sessions, we also work with materials like drink diaries and recovery plans, helping you to plan your recovery in a relaxed, non-judgmental atmosphere. If you feel you would like to access this workshop, please get in touch through our main office here in Lincoln City Centre. During this podcast, we'll be covering topics like harm reduction, identifying where you are in your personal recovery journey and discussing hints and tips of cutting down. So let's discuss harm reduction and what effects alcohol has on your body. So what is alcohol? We know that alcohol is a drug and it is a depressant. Depressants are psychoactive drugs which temporarily diminish the normal function of the brain and the central nervous system. These are drugs that also include opiates and opioids, barbiturates and benzodiazepines. This may surprise some of you, as a lot of people use alcohol as a way of coping with low moods and depression, anxiety and stress. But as a matter of fact, it has quite the opposite effect in the long run. There are different types of drinkers and you may find that you see yourself in one of these types as we discuss them. And this is okay as it's one of the first steps to working out how to plan your recovery. You need to be aware of what your drinking pattern is so that you can plan your journey. So we have social drinkers. Now these are those who drink in moderation and usually on social occasions like parties and celebrations or barbecues and nights out. Then we've got binge drinkers. These are those that may not need a drink every day and may have days, weeks or months where they do not drink. But when they do drink, it's in large and potentially damaging amounts in one go and often over a short amount of time. By this, we mean at least twice the sensible limit in one occasion. Then we go on to problematic drinkers. Now these are those whose drinking cause problems for themselves or those around them. This means it can have effect on relationships, your job or maybe even your finances. Finally, we have alcohol dependent drinkers. So those that need to drink to avoid the withdrawal symptoms. So now we've been through the types of drinkers, we need to be aware of how many alcohol units are classed as okay. It did used to be different for men and women, but it's now the same for both. The recommended limit is 14 units weekly and it is recommended that people have at least two days alcohol-free a week. It is also recommended that after a heavy episode of drinking, you give your body 48 hours to recover properly. Obviously, if you're an alcohol dependent, then this is not advised and a safe reduction plan needs to be put in place. This is where accessing one-to-one support through We Are With You may be more beneficial to you but we'll discuss this later on in the podcasts. Now on to the effects that alcohol has on your health and body. So as well as the most commonly known effects such as cirrhosis of the liver, fatty liver, liver failure and stomach ulcers, alcohol has many other effects. So let's start with the stomach. 
alcohol can cause peptic ulcers and an irritated stomach lining that can lead to bleeding. The intestines are also affected causing abdominal pain, vomiting and diarrhea, irritation and hemorrhaging and in some cases cancer. Alcohol irritates the stomach leading to vomiting and if you vomit when your brain is not controlling your breathing properly there's a high risk of choking too. Onto the heart, alcohol can cause cardiomyopathy, an enlarged heart and irregular heartbeat and high blood pressure. A lot of people suffer with issues with the throat, such as difficulty swallowing and bleeding from irritation and sometimes cancer of the throat, which can also be an issue with the mouth too. As for the brain, alcohol depresses the brain and consequently slows down your heart rate. Alcohol also affects the memory and can cause learning and memory loss, loss of coordination, anxiety, depression and personality disorders and most serious of all brain shrinkage that can lead to strokes, seizures and sometimes coma or even death. Some drinkers are also users of cocaine as we often find it goes hand in hand at parties and clubs. This is a lethal combination as the two mixed together form a new chemical called cocaethylene. This can cause other health issues that we discuss more in depth in our weekly workshops. As well as direct effects on your health, alcohol can also have indirect effects. These include things like poor nutrition, diabetes due to weight gain and an aged appearance. It can also have effects on your personal safety such as unwanted sexual activity, unprotected sex and you can put yourself in unsafe situations where you may become a victim of crime or even become a perpetrator yourself. Alcohol use impacts not only the person drinking it but can extend to the family surrounding them, whether this is their partners, their parents or even their children. If you feel that you have a family member or friend who would like support understanding this, you can always ask them to listen to our other podcast, Understanding Drugs and Alcohol for Carers, or ask them to contact us at the Lincoln office about the support group we have available for them. If a woman is pregnant and drinks, then she's putting the unborn baby at risk, and this could result in baby being born with fetal alcohol syndrome. No amount of alcohol is considered safe during pregnancy. As a result of alcohol, a person can suffer with mental health issues, which sometimes can lead to suicide ideation and self-harm. If a person is prescribed antidepressants and they drink alcohol, the effects of the medication will reduce, meaning they're not working how they should be, so the mental health does not improve as it should. Now we've learned about the effects alcohol can have on a person, let's discuss how we can reduce our intake safely. We at We Are With You suggest keeping a drinks diary so that you can see when you drink, how much and how often, and how you feel before and after that drink. This is so that you can actually see yourself, how much you're drinking, and maybe work out what made you drink in the first place by looking at how you felt before you had that drink, because this may be your trigger. Also, you can see how much you've cut down by over the weeks too, which will enforce that positive thinking. It's also used within the workshop and also in a one-to-one setting so that it gives the recovery worker a way of seeing how you're doing and how we can plan ahead. We also suggest setting a daily limit, not going over that limit, no borrowing drinks from that next day. And by this we mean if you've had a limit for that day, stick to it. Don't think it'll be okay to borrow one from tomorrow because tomorrow you'll just drink the same amount. Try to eat before you drink. 
is if you feel fuller, you're less likely to drink as much. And it is true what they say, it does line your stomach and so helps prevent irritation, especially if you have ulcers. Drinking on an empty stomach can also cause you to become intoxicated quicker and lead to loss of control. Learn to drink slowly, make it last longer, timing it against the clock often works, makes that drink last at least an hour and try to leave drinking alcohol until later in the day. The later you leave it, the less time you have to drink and of course this only works if you don't extend the drinking hour so stick to a cut off time. Switching to lower strength drinks will help cut down your units, so plan to drink low alcohol or alcohol free drinks, or use more mixers with your drink. Alternating between soft drinks and alcohol drinks will help keep those units down too. Avoid drinking with heavy drinkers, as this then becomes a competition to keep up ending in drinking a lot more. Also try to avoid drinking in rounds. Buying your own drinks might seem antisocial, but it does mean that you can control your drink. Learn to say no. At the end of the day, this is your health and your recovery and there is a reason you are doing it. If you feel you cannot tell people about your recovery, there are always valid excuses you can find to avoid that drink, such as, sorry, I'm on medication at the moment. Limit your spending power. Don't take your bank card out with you. It's too easy to pop that drink on your card and that way not knowing how much you're drinking or how much you're spending. Take a certain amount of money out with you and stick to that. Avoid borrowing any from anyone and ensure you have enough to get yourself home safe. Finally, keep yourself occupied. Find something else to do, whether that's read a book, go for a walk, complete a puzzle or phone somebody for a chat. There are things you can do to take your mind away from having that drink. Try these at home over the next week and remember to fill out a drinks diary. They do help. This is the end of our first podcast and we hope you found it helpful. In the next podcast we'll be looking at the cycle of change and at the pros and cons of cutting down as well as your recovery capital. Thank you for listening and remember you are not alone, we are with you.